Booyah, it's time for the Game Sports Show podcast, episode five. If you're counting our uploaded relaunch, well, you know that it's truly more than episode 1000 for the Game Sports Show official content. But it is your host, David McKaig Jr., and it's been around three weeks since we've had an episode of the Game Sports Show podcast, and we are happy you're here joining us today or tonight, whenever and wherever you're listening. The episode is brought to you by Flawless Roofing Sure Seal Incorporated. Make sure you protect your investment. Start from the top with over 30 years of experience in the business. Commercial, residential, doesn't matter. Check them out, flawlessroofing.ca. You can see the poster right behind me. You can see their hat on the T-Gem Pandas trophy right behind me as well. There it is. And also, Make sure you check out the sport displays as well. The sport displays jersey mount. If you have that jersey, that t-shirt jersey, that item you just want to flash in your man cave, in your garage, your basement, your bathroom, or even your podcast studio, make sure that you check out the jersey mount product that is there from the sport displays. Flawless Roofing, Sure Steel Incorporated, and the Sport Displays are your sponsors for this episode of the Game Sports Show podcast. Now, the Game Sports Show podcast and the Game Sports Show content is powered by the Game Entertainment and Media, TGEM for short, T-G-E-M. And as I said in our prior upload, yes, this the name of TGEM, there's expected name change in the near future. I don't have an announcement for that just yet, but that is coming. But just to remind you, the TGEM platform and when the new name is released, it'll all still be the same great content that you can check out. But as of now, go to the TGEM Network on YouTube. You can check out multiple podcasts that are on there from sports mental health to agriculture and it is a platform that is a podcast community platform that airs your podcast content for you and it's also a docuseries content as well and yes i said it we will be expanding into that in the very near future as well for the plans of tgem but right now if you are doing a podcast and you want your content aired on a platform of with those that share similar interests to you despite being a different topic Look no further than TGEM. We want to air your content. We want to partner together. We want to work with you and grow your podcast or just have your content on our channel to all work together because in this world, it's full of its connectivity and marketing and we can all work together and have great content all in one stop and one complete location for everyone to enjoy. Categorized podcast platform that is TGEM. Make sure you check that out, the TGEM Network YouTube channel. The Game Entertainment Media powers the Game Sports Show. we got some upcoming content for the Game Sports Show that I want to make sure I plug, and that is with an upcoming special edition upload. We haven't had one of those in well over a month. Alex Bolduc will be the next episode. And just to remind everybody, Alex Flood is the producer for those special edition uploads. However, I cannot forget, of course, the producer of the Game Sports Show podcast and the Game Sports Show news content and our producer for this episode, the one and only Mike Tassoni, absolutely amazing. Mike Tassoni does a magnificent job to make myself look and, well, hopefully sound better and hopefully look better. And I must give credit also to Alex Flood for what he does uh, for the special edition uploads as well. Some great producers here on the Game Sports Show, and we give thanks to them also. Also, I'm enjoying a nice beverage 
out of my Mike Doan Charity Golf Tournament class. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is that this is a charity golf tournament based in Sault Ste. Marie in the name of the late and my former teammate, Michael Doan. Uh, it is expected to be in June this year and truly one of the only times that you'll see me on the golf course. Like myself and Brad Jacobs discussed on a previous TGSS edition, uh, great episode, by the way. Make sure you check it out if you haven't. Um, you can, if you are in Sault Ste. Marie and you are interested in playing some golf, you could reach out uh, to yours truly. I get you in the right direction if you're interested in joining or making a team. Uh, however, if you are already in the tournament, terrific. If you're not based in Sault Ste. Marie, you just want to know more details. Maybe you want to donate. Maybe you want to throw a sponsor into there. Just let me know and I will get you hooked up for that. It's for a great cause, the Michael Doan Charity Golf Tournament. Like I said, the only time I'm out there. And we're going to have some video content this year. Oh, that is going to be absolutely embarrassing. Also, if you're in Sault Ste. Marie, make sure you check out the Mayor's Hockey Tournament. Yes, I'm talking about a men's league, a beer league hockey tournament, but let me tell you the talent that is on the ice. There's former professional hockey players. There's former major junior hockey players, junior hockey players like myself in the league. And There's three different leagues. Uh, there's one, two, and three, and there's a massive tournament going on uh, here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. It happens once a year, and yours truly does play on a team named Marchetti, and Marchetti's a team that I joined this year that it's already won three years in a row, uh, four in the last five, if I remember correctly. So uh, it's also a team that beat the Game Sports Show team back in 2019, so I had the advantage that if you can't beat them, join them uh, this year. But we are 3-0 and throughout the round robin and going into the semifinals. And throughout this week, there will be quarterfinal games, there will be semifinal games and final games that you can check out. That's suehl.com. You can check that out. Just search it on Google or reach out to yours truly as well for that. And if you want a little complete schedule to go check out some great games and some great hockey here in Sault Ste. Marie. And if you are based in Sault Ste. Marie, you can hook you up. If you're in Sioux, Michigan, if you are in Detroit and Toronto, you're coming up to the Sioux, whatever it is, if you're looking for something to do, you can check that out. It's going to be fantastic. And we all know the NHL playoffs are starting this week. So hockey, hockey, hockey. Now, I want to get into tonight's agenda. Six minutes into the show, there's a lot of housekeeping items that I want to make sure give all the love to sponsors, people that are a big part of the show and give you some feedback about what's going on in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, where the game sports show and the game entertainment media is based. For those that do not know, if you are from outside of here, make sure you check out the Sioux. The heart of the Great Lakes, great location to check out. But speaking of the show, tonight's agenda, we will have this opening segment, of course, where I'm already wearing thin on my time. Uh, but I will dive in for a few minutes into the Toronto Raptors. Uh, I did plan to have a guest come on to discuss the Raptors, but uh, due to schedule conflicts, couldn't arrange that. We will have that in the off season or when it comes to the next season. But I will dive into the Raptors in this first segment. In segment two, I have a guest, another fellow podcast entrepreneur. Uh, he is the co-host of the Average Jocks podcast, Joel Camp. Uh, you can check him out. It's a hockey-based podcast on all socials and platforms. That is Average Jocks. He has some, he's had some great guests on his show, like Cabby, Jamie McLennan, Noodles, and the list goes on, okay? And we'll dive into his podcast, get some more feedback about it, information for you. Uh, we'll also talk hockey and the upcoming NHL playoffs. And I do want to ask him about a very piece of interesting information where he made a bet with Cabby about getting a tattoo in regards to Cole Caulfield and I believe Austin Matthews, but we'll get that to clear him up, clear up the air with uh, the facts around it. 
You don't want to miss that feedback. He, I think, made a dairy move. He made a bet with the one and only Cabby Richards. In segment three, we'll continue to have hockey chat. Uh, and this will be the top shelf segment of the show. Yes, top shelf, a known podcast that is presented by the Game Sports Show, will be included in this upload. We'll have members of the panel on top shelf, including yours truly, chat everything hockey, including, again, the upcoming NHL playoffs. In segment four, uh, it is planned that we have our Strike Zone segment for that. And yes, again, Strike Zone is a podcast presented by the Game Sports Show. We haven't had our opener episode like we planned this year, but we're going to be including baseball in this upload. We have planned that Connor Henderson, co-host with yours truly on Strike Zone, will be coming by to chat baseball, and which will include my final thoughts as well. If Connor is unable to come by for this segment, uh, we will continue to have yours truly uh, with baseball being a part of that final thoughts and strike zone opener will be ran by yours truly for the final segment Uh, but hopefully Connor can join for that because it's exciting to talk baseball now let's get right into the Toronto Raptors as I said this was a a lengthy introduction a lot to get into a lot of catch-up that's what happens when you don't have a show for almost a month but there's a lot of content on the TGM network that was presented by the game sports show that you can check out such as full-time there's also the bitter rivals podcast is powered by the game Entertainment media as well lots of content that we've had uploaded just this podcast just need to take some time uh now the Toronto Raptors. I want to go into the Raptors first because they recently obviously lost in their playoff uh, uh, playing game to the Chicago Bulls. They had home court advantage and they lost 109 to 105 to the DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine Chicago Bulls. Okay. And in that game, DeMar DeRozan had 23 points and Zach Levine had 39 points. And if you look over at the Toronto Raptors statistics, you look at Pascal Siakam, 32 points, Fred Flame Fleet, 26, Scotty Barnes, 19. Are we looking at this being Fred's last game in Toronto? Uh, are we looking at this and seeing, all right, what changes are going to be coming with the Toronto Raptors this year? Is Nick Nurse going to be returning? Uh, look, I want to talk about the game first. And... The game against the Bulls, this is a game that the Raptors shot themselves in the foot over. All right? This is a game where you had a lead going into uh, the, the going into the second half, and you were just defeated in the fourth quarter. They were all scored 37-24 to 24 in the fourth quarter. Okay? And if you remember, if you were watching the game, Pascal Siakam had an opportunity to get three free throws, and to tie up the game, which would have changed the whole dynamic of the game. But if you look at the defensive side of the ball and the coverage in the last five minutes of the game, the Raptors, I feel like, were in la-la land. It wasn't... <laughs> I almost made the joke, or I did... I shouldn't say I almost made the joke. I did to friends. Um, and I said that it, feels like, it almost feels like the Raptors just threw that game. It's like nobody cared. It's like people just wanted the season to be finished, right? And you're reading reports now about Oh, what's going to happen in Toronto? Uh, you know, he he loves to be in Toronto, Pascal Siakam, but his future in Toronto uh, remains foggy or remains complicated was one source that was stated. Then you look at Fred Van Fleet. I'm already hearing Keontae George is somebody that would be a good ideal uh, Fred Van Fleet replacement. Um, Keontae George is someone who paid for Baylor if you want to give him a check out. And if you look at the Toronto Star... Um, you, DeMar DeRozan uh, responded to the, the threats apparently uh, that his daughter was receiving threats and had to be escorted out of the school Bank Arena. Like, look, first off, I know I kind of went off track with the DeMar DeRozan thing. I'll address the player situation first. Pascal Siakam, Fred Fanfleet, 
if they leave Toronto, I honestly don't think it's the worst. I think these are guys that have been loyal to Toronto for a number of years. They've won a championship in Toronto. If we haven't, for, if make sure you haven't forgotten that one of the best moments in Toronto sports history uh, since even uh, for sure 1993. And I'm sorry, Toronto Argonauts. I know you guys have won a good number of times since the Blue Jays have won. But in terms of core sports, when it comes to Toronto, the Raptors, the Blue Jays, and the Maple Leafs. You know, they're, they're, the Leafs obviously haven't won since 1967. They're going in to try to defeat that streak this year. The Blue Jays, they look great. Are they going to win for the first time since 93? Who knows? A lot of great talent. But the Raptors won in recent history, just just over a handful of years ago. And it was an absolute treat to see them win, right? It, it was fantastic. And they did it with guys, Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry. Pascal Siakam there was there. Fred Van Fleet, right? And there's guys that are still part of that team that are, are still here today. And I feel like the Raptors season was a complete failure. The Raptors didn't do what they were expected to do this year. Scotty Barnes, I'm I, I'm a big fan of Scotty Barnes. I think this team is truly not a tenth place team. I think they should have been a little bit higher, but they didn't play that way. You know, they, they didn't play that way. There's other teams that in the East that did well. At, there's a lot of surprises in the NBA. Look at the Sacramento Kings this year. The first time they've been in the playoffs in how many years, right? It's a lot of different storylines in the NBA, but the Raptors storyline this year I think is is a failure of a season. But it all comes down to this last game. It could have been the history could have just been rewritten this year. They could have won that game against the Raptor against the Bulls, sorry, and they could have moved on against Miami and Win or lose, I think it would have been tough to defeat Butler and uh, Kyle Lowry in the Miami Heat, but I think it could have been a good series. I feel like the Raptors can give a good run to the Miami Heat more than I feel like the Bulls will. But because the Raptors are truly, in my opinion, a better team than the Bulls, a way better team. I'll say way better. I thought the Raptors did not play hard. They weren't tenacious. They they weren't they didn't play the Raptors style of basketball that was going to be successful for them against the Bulls. They did not play the full four quarters like they should have played in that game, and they let the Bulls get back into the game, and they weren't able to rebound from that. The effort by the Raptors was atrocious. So I will say Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet. I honestly feel that Masai, I don't think, wants to move on from Pascal Siakam. I, don't, I really don't. I feel that he will return. But Fred Van Fleet, I think it's time to start looking at what, what other replacements we can do on that end. But when it comes to the offers, the trade deadline, you right, you bring back Aka Poodle. I, I think Portal's a, a great move to bring back for this year. It was a good run. And they tur- did turn down a very substantial offer for OG. Do you trade OG? If he didn't trade him then, I don't think he's going to trade him now. Uh, so unless something comes from Siakam that is a massive return, and I'm not saying like a Paul George type return, but a, a more than what maybe OG was being offered in the, the trade deadline, I think that will maybe maybe entice Masai Ujiri. Uh, but I think this is somebody that he wants to hold on to, Scotty Barnes himself. Uh, you can still build the team around that. But moving on from Fred Van Fleet, seems like it's almost inevitable. But now we have to answer the question, do we look at what's next in terms of do we face moving on from guys getting assets and building potentially through a free agency, a quick retool or drafting, and kind of go through about three years of tough basketball. Look, the Pistons haven't been able to rebound from it. It's been a number of years they haven't been good. Do you have guys in place that are effective, guys that aren't out of their prime, 
keep them around. If it's Fred that goes, that's fine, but I do hope they keep Pascal and they keep building in the draft. They keep building and adding pieces uh, as best as possible to make this team improve and get back to even being higher in the standings. But it's difficult to do that when you're not able to draft too high in the NBA, but Masai Ujiri trusts the process with Masai Ujiri. He knows what he's doing. I doubted him when Scotty Barnes pick at first. I look like a fool. It doesn't matter where the man picks. If it's first, 15th, 25th, they have a very prominent, very good scouting staff. They they have a they have a management in place that can be successful. It maybe hasn't been that tasteful the past couple of years that what people expect, but they will right the ship. I feel like be confident in them. But my other two points I want to bring up before we go to our brief, brief uh, breather, brief breather, if you will, before Joel comes on in, is that let's enjoy what they have done, but now we're worrying about the now. I truly think that Fred moves on. Nick Nurse stays and Pascal Siakam stays. I'm just calling it right now. Uh, now, with DeMar DeRozan, the threats and everything, look, we're Canadians. We're Canadians. We're nice. We're a passionate fan base. All right, we, we care about our teams, but let's stay classy, all right? Toronto fans, listen, I'm a fellow Toronto fan. Take my host hat off here for a second. I'm going to tell you right now, let's just say it how it is. We're too competitive at times, and, you know, tomorrow, obviously, we're dressed. Uh, you can check it out in the Toronto Star, and I actually have it up in front of me. Uh, that his nine-year-old daughter uh, was escorted out of Scotiabank Arena by team security after shrieks during Raptors free throw attempts went viral in Wednesday's play-in game. Uh, DeRozan told NBC Sports Chicago that the measure to escort uh, was a precaution after she allegedly received several online threats, uh, according to a report from Chris Haynes of TNT. Uh, I was with her. I can guarantee you nothing would ever happen when I was with my daughter. Um, that, that was after, of course, some comment after the first loss against the uh, Miami Heat. Uh, it's just idiotic people at the end of the day. Obviously, it's frustrating when you hear any type of threats. You don't try to take it anything lightly. My thing is my daughter don't know anything about it. She just knows the good side of we won the game. As long as she's happy with that, I'm not worried about nothing else. Toronto Police told the Star that they had no reports on file of, uh, regarding DeRozan's daughter and were not made aware of any threats. So true or not, I hope it isn't true. It seems like a story that's really, really just getting out there. And that story was just one day ago as of today's recording with the Game Sports Show um, that she received the threats. And let's stay classy, Toronto fans. Let's stay classy, Canada. Hopefully that isn't the case. Like I said, passionate fan base, but we have to learn to get to really start holding in because I think we're starting to get a little bit carried away with our uh, with uh, with our passion for the team. But this has nothing to do with the passion for the team. This is just people being fucking idiots and and just being uh, completely inappropriate, not acceptable when it comes to threats and it comes to any harassment like that. Put that away. That's bullshit. Don't do that. If you want to chirp a player because he made a play or you're upset or you're just upset and passionate because you lost, that's different. A true fan is a passionate individual who cares about their team, and when they lose, they are passionate and sad about it. When it comes to making threats and chirping, and uh, you just it, it's completely awful. Bad luck. Toronto fans, we've had the success of the Raptors. It will right the ship eventually. This, with our fans aside, despite what this is, like I said, stay classy. The Raptors had a tough break here at the end of the season, and it didn't seem like they wanted it at the end of the year. Just a lot of negative stories to close out the year, which is very unfortunate for the Raptors. We are 19 minutes in 
Time flies when you're having fun. It's going to be a very long edition here on the Game Sports Show podcast, it seems like, where if we try to aim everything to be a half hour, that's not going to be the case for this episode here today. Uh, we are we have multiple episode, or multiple segments coming up. Like I said, segment two, we got Joel Camp with the Average Jocks podcast. Segment three, we have our Top Shelf segment, which, of course, Top Shelf is a podcast on the Game Sports Show. And then segment four, we have Strike Zone with either just yours truly or hopefully Connor Henderson is able to come by, uh, and our final thoughts will be in there as well. So so there's a, a good amount of content coming your way. So hopefully you take the time to listen to us here today, even if you have to listen to it in spurts. If you're driving, I think we're going to be occupying your, your ears for the, for the good length of the drive. So we're happy that you're here with us today. This is the Game Sports Show podcast. This has been the first segment of the show. Episode is sponsored by Flawless Roofing, Sure Incorporated, and also The Sport Displays. I'm your host, David McKaig Jr. We're going to take a brief breather. And when we come back, we have Joel Camp joining yours truly from the Average Jocks podcast. Don't go anywhere. Okay, yeah, sweet. And welcome back to the Game Sports Show. It's Dave McKay continuing to join you here. This is segment two of the Game Sports Show podcast. Sponsored by Flawless Roofing Social Incorporated and the Sport Displays. Powered by the game, entertainment, and media, the T-Gem Network. Check it out on YouTube, T-Gem Network YouTube channel. Now, without further ado, you've already heard me enough in the beginning. Okay, I know people, when they come on the show, they hear my voice for a lot of it. And you're probably like, shut the fuck up, Dave. All right, we, we want to hear some guests, hear some different opinions. All right, and we got a great guest coming up here all right he is the host of co-host of the average jocks podcast all right you can check it out on facebook instagram tiktok youtube just search it on google wherever you have your phone nearby or if you're listening if you're driving right now and listening do not pull out your phone by any means but if you're listening at work or whatever way you're tuning into the game sports show podcast check out the average jocks podcast he's had many guests on his show the guests have been fantastic one guest that really sticks out to me is cabby because of the bet that he made on that show but we're going to talk about that in just a little bit now i want to bring him in the one only joel camp joel welcome to the game sports show podcast happy to have you as a guest thanks dave uh, i'm happy to be here i feel like we've been uh, trying to work on this for a while uh, <laughs> to, to sync up our schedules so uh finally glad we were able to uh to connect definitely now you are wearing a mcdavid jersey all right, but I'm going to make sure that I tell everyone that you're not an, not an Edmonton Oilers fan because I know we have an Edmonton Oilers fan on the Top Shelf panel podcast that is on the Game Sports Show, and he might get real excited, but I want to make sure that I calm him down right now. But I'm going to make somebody else excited. Uh, one of the bitter rivals guys, Gatano, is a Montreal fan. You are a Montreal Canadiens fan. Is that correct? Yeah, myself uh, and my co-host Adam are both uh, diehard Habs fans. Um, but I am a fan of McDavid, and uh, this was actually a a uh, gift from my mom at uh, Christmas time. Uh, but being in my basement recording, we uh, it's been like 30 degrees in Cornwall, so we actually have the AC running. Uh, so uh, I need to throw on a sweater. It's a little chilly down here. Um, but yes, 100% have fans. 
See, now that's where we might have a little slight disagreement uh, when it comes to talking. But you know what? We're not going to do that. There's already a lot of Montreal and Leafs, this, you know, banter back and forth. We're not here to talk about that, all right? Because I know the Leafs would lose that argument. We've we have won less cups. We haven't made the cup finals. We let the list. You guys beat us in a recent bubble. There's no argument winning for a Leaf fan in that. So anyone who wants to disagree and say, oh, well, this year the Leafs finished ahead of the Habs, doesn't matter unless you win the last game of the season. Okay, what I remember, what I remember is Montreal beating Montreal, or sorry, Montreal beating Toronto a few years ago and making the Cup Finals and losing to the team that Toronto's playing for the second year in a row in the first round this year. All right, so now what I want to get into though first, we have a few things. We only have about fifteen minutes. I want to talk about yourself and the Average Jocks podcast. Now, for people that want to know, uh, obviously the TGM Network is obviously something where we air a lot of podcasts on there. And obviously yourself, your fellow podcast entrepreneur, you you have a podcast. We have multiple people who are part of TGM, but also the game sports show community with doing podcasting. Uh, what, what I want to know is the background of yourself. And I want to know the background of how Average jo- uh, Average Jock started. Uh, and just so everyone knows, the Joel is an expert in the area of hockey. He's been around in the game from a commentary perspective, a reporting perspective. Uh, he knows the game of hockey quite well into sports in general. Uh, so it's not like I just found Joel walking to the corner store in Cornwall and just went there this weekend and talked to him say, hey, I'm going to get this guy on there. Uh, this is not, is not just a good guy. He, he knows what he's talking about too in the world of sports, all right? So I'm going to say that for you first. I know you're not going to come out and say that you're a sports expert, but you are. Um, so I want you to get, I want to give you the floor, just a little background about you and promote the Average Jocks podcast because uh, you got some great stuff going there. Well, I definitely appreciate that. Um, so I, I guess... For myself, uh, I always loved sports, and I knew that I was never going to go anywhere in sports. I, I, you know, house league hero, uh, weren't, you know, standing out, wasn't playing anything competitive, but I absolutely loved hockey, loved baseball, loved football, and I needed to find another way to involve myself in the game, and that's where the, uh, sports broadcasting passion i guess came from uh my parents were fortunate even though my mom's a teacher uh she agreed to let me stay home every day on trade deadline and <laughs> i get like a uh like a group chat going on text uh and they i i kind of got a, a nickname from a, a buddy uh where he called me kind of a poor man's bob mckenzie because uh, all i would do That's is a compliment. Break trades and text guys, and it would be pretty much like the TSN ticker you'd see, uh, you know, uh, breaking trade. And then, you know, I'd, I'd go in this going to, to this team in exchange for this. Uh, so, you know, from grade seven to 12, I stayed home every day. And uh, I'm sure my boss is going to be watching this, but I've definitely called in sick a couple days uh, since, since graduating in school uh, to, to stay home to watch Trade Center. And, and just break trades to guys. Uh, and that's how it started. And fortunately enough, uh, I graduated from Algonquin College uh, in Recreation and Leisure Services. Awesome. And one of my placements uh, was with uh, the Ottawa Champions, who was a non-affiliated uh, league for baseball. Um, but there's, there's many guys that have actually, a couple that have played for the Jays that come from that league. Um, you know, Chris Colabello played in this league, uh, and uh, 
oh god, what was the other guy's name? He ended up going to the Mets. Um, I'll, I'll remember his name at, at 2 a.m. and <laughs> I'll wake up and remember it, but he, he pitched. Um, damn it. Uh, it doesn't matter. Regardless, uh, there, there was been some some names. Uh, Philip Omal, Eric Gagne has also pitched. Um, so there's so there's names that came out of there. So I was fortunate enough to learn kind of the background. Different sport, but uh, all all sports kind of run the same. Uh, and from there, I had the opportunity to do sports broadcasting for Ottawa U, Carleton, uh, you know, Algonquin as well uh, in various sports. And uh, one day... Uh, you know, many, many moons after, uh, one of my buddies, uh, Justin Gray, who was my original co-host, um, is like, you know, we just shoot the shit back and forth. Oh, I'd like to see this happen. I'd like to see that happen. And, you know, one day we'll, we'll get a podcast. Uh, and I was just watching a YouTube video and it was actually like an ad that played, but like one of those long ads that was like a five minute one. And I just got sucked in and it was talking about starting your own podcast, whatever. And I'm like, can't be that hard. And Justin's much more techie than I. So I'm like, we should do this. And we just launched it. And um, I just remember being on the shitter and trying to, we're going back and forth with names. And my legs were numb because I was on there for so long. <laughs> and, uh, and you know what? I, I just remembered like, you know, we're, we're just average joes average joes and i'm like no that's the that's the gym from from dodgeball Dodge i don't want to get i don't want people thinking this is a dodgeball podcast <laughs> um but i'm like you know we're nothing more than average jocks we're household heroes um which is how the name came about and you know when justin unfortunately had to step down uh for some family reasons um, and, and Adam joined us. We did a bit of a rebranding with the logo, but from day one, we've just gotten pro athletes or, or pro sports broadcasters on the show and, and ask them questions that fans want to hear. I'm not going to pretend to be an insider or to be this, this all-knowing, talking to agents, this, that. Uh, I just want to know the questions that we're sitting at home and we're asking. How you came up with that move? What the coach said in the room at this, you know, TSN turning point, uh, you know, who's a guy you fucking hated? You know, you had an ideal line mates. Who would they be? Like, it's, we're really trying to bring it from the fans' perspective and ask questions that you've probably been longing to ask if you were in this room with the person that we've had on. Yeah. And we've been fortunate to have on a great group of guests, uh, like you mentioned, Tabby being one of them, um, and fortunate enough that they let just an average jock pick their brain. <laughs> that's a good way to look at it, and great pitch for that, by the way, because it makes sense. And I love how you included where you're on the shitter, finding out how to figure it out and figure it out. That's the best way to add it. It's... You know what? Most of my – I don't have an office at home, but if you ask my wife, that is my office. Uh, that, is, that is where I <laughs> that's... get most of my best work done. <laughs> Most productive area to get it done. It is. A lot of, you do multiple things at once on there. Multiple things. It is. Yeah. Multitasker. <laughs> See, and when I the uh, we were going to talk about this right now a little bit extra here because I, I've we've obviously I've checked out your content and the main reason why we have you here as a guest because we want to talk hockey and talk the NHL. So I should really stress that. But a big thing is we want to make sure that we promote what you do. Uh, that that is 
big for the game sports show. We love talking about what's going on and what's in your life, what it is, no matter what it is. But before we get into the NHL season, and like I said, you can follow Average Jocks on all socials. Check them out. It's great, great stuff that you that you do. But Cabby, okay, and you've had a lot of guests. Okay, I'm just sticking to Cabby a lot here. Obviously, you've had Noodles, you've had uh, Greg Button, you've had guys on there. Uh, list goes on. But the Cabby one obviously sticks out to me, and the reason why. Uh, and I, I teased this at the beginning in the opener after my supposed to be 10 minute opener turned into 20 minutes. Uh, at the beginning of that, if people recall, with they're still listening and we haven't lost you, uh, is that there was a there's a story that you brought up between Austin Matthews and Cole Caulfield on uh, the cabby the cabby recording. I'm not going to take the thunder away from you, obviously, and let you explain what that was uh, because I think that is fantastic what you did and you got some cojones on you to do that and i'm not going to say if i disagree or agree with you at this point yet i just want to give you the floor uh on what you think or sorry what you told cabby and what you bet cabby so i just a little backstory um this all started and my idea for this bet came from just doing like i always try and find interesting things to bring up and again just things that fans would think of or fans are watching from content or sound bites whether it's interviews they've done before or uh you know promos like cabbie's big on uh the score betting their, yeah. their platform um so just looking at that kind of stuff and bring up questions that way so it came from a bet that stems from cabbie and kevin hart Mm. Uh, and they bet it was a Raptors Sixers bet. And um, if Cabby won, he had to admit that Philly was the best sports city in, in North America or whatever. And if they're sorry, 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 if Kevin won, Cabby had to do that. But if uh, Cabby won, Ke- Kevin had to admit Toronto was the best sports city. But he said, fuck that. Toronto is not. He's like, I'm going to eat like cow manure. So Cabby right now is looking to find, get some cow manure from Calgary where he is to California, to LA, to, to send to Kevin Hart. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of fucked up. I would probably never bet eating shit at any point. No. But some may argue what I bet is worse. Um, so it stems from that and... Again, like, I never know if any of my, like, I have a lot of crazy ideas, and I, and I was telling you before we were recording, uh, in my ADHD mind, it pops like that, and, and it, I have a very bad filter. So you guys and anybody that listens to our show, whatever is going on in my head is coming out of my mouth very shortly after and unfiltered. So No filter zero filter and i will always tell you what i'm thinking and you'll always know where you stand with me because i am terrible at hiding my emotions so we were talking about the betting and i'm just like and we brought up the kevin hart thing i'm like fuck it i'm like you want to place a bet right now and i didn't know he was in calgary at the time so i'm just you know i figured sports net the score everything runs out of trauma yeah so i'm like you pick any leafs player you want whether it's Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Fares, anybody out of those four would probably be a crazy for him to pick. But um, <laughs> I'm like, that you pick them. I got Cole Caulfield from Montreal. 
whoever scores the most goals at the end of next season, um, you know, we'll place a little wager on that. But you pick whoever you want from the Leafs. He was kind enough uh, to to listen to what I was willing to bet before he made his pick. Uh, so I said, you know what, Cabby? Um, I'll get a Leafs Cabby. We will go to Toronto. We'll meet up because he's in Toronto like once a month. Uh, I already have the, the tattoo place near Rogers Center. Um, and we'll meet up. I'll get a Leafs tattoo. You pick it. And if, if you win the bet, if your Leafs player scores more goals in full hockey. Holy shit. And uh, he's like, okay, and, and what do you want if, if I win? Or if you win? And I said, I just want to go to a Jays game with Tabby. So um, Adam is just a beneficiary of either side of this bet. Because <laughs> we're going to have content of him filming at the tattoo shop uh, if if I lose. Yep. And Adam gets to go to a Jays game with Tabby. <laughs> so it's a win-win for Adam. And we discussed this where I'm like, <laughs> next time we have Tabby on, maybe it's your turn to have a little skin in the game. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it's definitely a product of uh, foot and mouth syndrome. Um, hopefully it pays off in, in gold coffee and I trust. Um, but you know what? Pabby was nice enough. He didn't go with 60 goals. Austin Matthews. Uh, he went with Mitch Marner. But I mean, arguably... That's right. I thought it was Matthews. He went with Marner. Yeah. That's right. But arguably, Marner has had a, a better season than Matthews. So, um, who knows? It could happen. You know, Cole Caulfield just had shoulder surgery. How he's going to bounce back from that? Fingers crossed. Um, knock on wood, he continues the pace that he did this season. And I'll be sitting somewhere at the Rogers Center with Cabby next summer. Watching the Jays with Cabby. Hoping. Fingers crossed. Um, but we'll see. See, that's the thing. I thought it was Austin Matthews that you said at first. I'm glad you corrected me, but the Mitch Marner thing, just to say it that way, I think you, if Cole plays 82 and Mitch plays 82 next year, I think it's going to be tight. It's going to be close. Uh, Marner scored at a, at a rate this year that he normally doesn't, right? It's well, he, went, he went on a tear. What tear. Was it, 25 games? Yeah, absolute tear. Just like yeah. Willie Nylander this year went on a tear. It's... Uh, either way, I think uh, the odd side of yourself, if you would have went with Matthews, I think that would have been almost uh, yeah, damaging. Shit creek. Yeah, it would have been tight. It would have been close. Yeah. Even Tavares is mm, – I don't know. But Marner, that makes it a bit close, and that makes it even more interesting. That makes the bet more intriguing to keep an eye on. Um, and honestly, to make a bet like that with Cabby – if I hope for your sake, I don't want and as as a Toronto fan, there's no way I get a tattoo of another team. Uh, so I hope you win this bet. Even though I'm a Leaf fan, uh, I'm okay if Mitch Marner gets less goals than Cole Caulfield next year, as long as the Leafs finish ahead of the Montreal Canadiens. That's what makes me happy. No, I, don't, I don't think you have anything to worry about. That. I think uh, Kyle Kyle Dubis and Sheldon Keith uh, would have to royally fuck up pretty bad. Um, if they don't get out of the first round, that might be it. Yeah. That, that might be the well, fuck you know up. That is, that is part of my predictions uh, that we had earlier in the year, actually our first ever episode that we recorded. Uh, Justin and I made some bold predictions. And my bold prediction is that the Leafs 
uh, are going to be eliminated in the first round. And Sheldon Keith and Kyle Dubas are both going to get fired. And I'm going to flat out, and this will be good because it'll lead in the next segment that we'll get into. Uh, I wanted to get into the best storyline of the NHL year, but you know what? I'm going to flip the script. I'm going to put the best NHL moment of this year, the uh, what stands out to you this year. We'll see, we'll do it. We'll end on that. No, we're going to flip the script. We're going to go with the NHL playoffs. Uh, I'm not going to give my prediction on the segment. The segment is about yourself. Uh, I might have some feedback and some points. Maybe I'll try to keep my comments because obviously we have another segment coming up with hockey. Uh, but the only thing that I'll say about that is Kyle Dubas is from the Sioux. Uh, obviously where the Game Sports Show is located, uh, T-Gem is located. He started with the Sioux Greyhounds. You can tell by his roster that he loves his Greyhounds, uh, of course. And... Kyle Dubas um, is a is a friend of a friend of mine as well, Brad Jacobs, who we've had recently on a show, Olympic gold medalist for curling, and yeah. uh, I'm a, a, a and I really feel if the Leafs did fire Kyle Dubas, and I know I'm not going to be a fan favor with this, but I feel like they'd be fucking crazy. Uh, I I really feel like he. Has I know what he's done. There's been some questionable, but that's a young, bright mind. I really feel that he's done a good job with that team. I, I know some contracts are mad. The Matt Murray thing is mad. There's been a lot of mess, but the team hasn't been – he's built a team that's good, but they weren't haven't been playoff successful. And the Greyhounds are almost built the same way. They they were a championship team, but they weren't big, big enough. They weren't strong enough. They weren't – that edge they didn't have that playoff edge that you see in Boston that you see with uh, I like to say Winnipeg's built like a playoff team but let's get real I don't think they're gonna they might not get further in the second round if not the first so it's uh, Boston's a prime example uh, it's I really think they'd be crazy to get rid of them this year I think it'd be great I think if Austin Matthews is gonna resign I think if you're gonna make a move I think Matthews resigns if Dubas is there uh, like it, and again not saying he would leave but I think it'd be crazy. Keith, Keith won't leave because Dubas is that's Dubas's buddy, right? Like I, I almost well, find it hard. The other thing, Adam is from Pembroke, where uh, Sheldon is was coach for many years and won many championships. And Adam, uh, much like yourself, friend of a friend, is Sheldon Keith. Um, so I mean, I I've only heard great things about Sheldon. We hope to have him on at some point. Just hopefully that mutual friend can set that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I can see the Leafs righting the wrong uh, in bringing back Mark Hunter. That's what I think. That was the second part of my bold prediction uh, was Ooh. Mark Hunter coming back. Um, and again, I, I see um, Dubas hiring kind of like the, the John Chicka in Arizona um, where they were trying to do something different with the analytic game. And I don't think the NHL's there yet. No. Um, I think the only person that's been able to ever pull off analytically something making sense are two people. One of them has a movie made about them. Sure does. Sure does. Uh, and just a quick note on Billy Bean. Uh, whenever I worked for the Ottawa Champions, uh, my nickname was Jonah Hill. I, was <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I had curly hair and the, the thick black glasses. And, you just needed to go to uh, Yale. If you would have went to Yale, you would have had it. Yeah, for, for <laughs> For the three years I worked for them, they introduced me as Jonah. My work email was Jonah at Ottawa Champions. Um, they, yeah, I'd be sitting in meetings with other GMs, players representing. Uh, I was one of the only people that spoke French, and they would introduce me as Jonah. 
So yeah, I don't, don't do. I, I want Ricardo with Cone. Don't trade him. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I, I and the other one is Alex Anthopoulos. Um, I think those are the only two that have been able to pull off analytic moves and have successful teams. Yeah. Um, I don't think the NHL is ready there just because of. I would arguably say it's the only sport that the rule book changes from regular season to playoffs. In the playoffs, it's all about what's in here. Yeah. And everybody's playing for this, not what's on the back. And yeah. you that's not analytics. No, um, it's not. It's all heart. And uh, it's just so anyone on the audio perspective knows Joel Bob a good point. Oh, that he yes, was pointing yes, yes. he pointed at his heart and the logo and obviously self explanatory, the name on the chest, you know, it's it's um, honestly, the jersey shirt that you have on right now is Connor McDavid. Um, as I said at the beginning, there's a guy. There's a definition of carrying a hockey team, literally, mm-hmm. on his. Fuck, but yeah, a lot of support this year. A lot of hundred point guys. I was like, well, yes, support. Why do they have a hundred points? I don't care what anyone says. All right, like I, I played. I always said that if I played an 82 game season with Connor McDavid on his line all year, there's no way that I don't score one goal. And that's not because. Yeah, I played hockey. Outside of me playing hockey, it, it is what it is. I feel like that guy finds needle in a haystack. Mm-hmm. It, it's he is the best player in the league right now. And seeing Crosby not in the playoffs, sad. I'm a Crosby fan. Some people may or may not be, but it's a different era now. Things are changed. Ovechkin and Crosby are both not in the playoffs right now. Different times. Yeah. But like you said, uh, Connor, Connor McDavid. I mean, look at Pat Maroon. He made Pat Maroon what a thirty goal scorer. <laughs> Like, right now, yeah. he's won three Stanley Cups, but as a fourth liner. Yep. He, he like it's just in good players. Crosby did the same thing with Pascal Dupuis, um, and and many others. Crosby has done this with where great players make good players better. Yep. And it's always going to be that way. Crosby, Chris Kunitz. Hundred percent. Chris Kunitz made Team Canada because. <laughs> Team Canada is a good place to go. Uh, for sake of time, we'll jump in. I want to. I had three yeah. questions um, that I wanted to bring to you. And you brought up a lot of a lot of good points um, in terms of the see the Dubas thing. Yeah, Dubas Keith thing is always on, my, on the mind. I'm sure that I'll dive into a lot of Toronto stuff in the next segment. But there was three questions that I had for you about the yeah. NHL upcoming playoffs. Uh, you can bring up your thoughts that you have about the playoffs, of course. But the questions that I have is first round victories. Stanley Cup final, Stanley Cup champion. What is the average jocks coast, Joel Camp, hockey expert, sports expert? What is your honest, if we had to make a bet, millions of dollars, which I don't have, so, so we can't make that bet. Um, if, if What are you choosing? Life or death situation, what are you choosing? So do you want like me to go series by series? Whatever you like. I was just even going to say you can say who win, who's going to win the first round. Leave it at that. You don't have to talk about second or third round. You can just yeah. talk about who's going to win the first round because that's new. And then you can do just then who's your Stanley Cup finalist and who's your champions. Do you, uh, do you have the matchups in front of you? I do, actually. We'll start. Perfect. Why don't we start? Okay. Why don't we start with a great one to get it out of the way? Okay. Let's talk about Let's get it all out of the way. Toronto, Tampa. Tampa, six. Yikes. <laughs> Ouch, that hurts. Islanders or Hurricanes? Uh, I'm going to say the Hurricanes in seven. Panthers, Bruins. 
the Panthers in seven. Love that. You're not the first person to actually tell me that. I'm, that's wild. Uh, Devils, Rangers. Uh, I am going to go with Igor Shesterkin in six. Call. Oilers, Kings. Oilers and Soleon McDavid. Um, Who? And Sol. Well, yeah, and uh, solely because they traded Jonathan Quick in favor of Jonas Corpusala, which is a big fuck up. Oh, good point, Vegas. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Wild stars. Good series. This will be a very good series. That is that is probably my most like one of my favorites. Other than the Jersey Devils, this is the one I'm looking forward to. Um, and the one I've had the toughest go with, um, I am going to say Dallas wins, and I'm going to go in six. Only reason I'm saying that is because Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be in desperation mode if he plays, because they already said their intention is to go 50-50 split with an unproven playoff goaltender in Philip Gustafson, who you can arguably say this is his, well, it's not arguably, this is his largest NHL sample size. Yep. Big year. So, he had a big year. Yep. Can he handle that pressure if uh, if Fleury has um, shot the bed as he had in the, in the last few playoff rounds he's been in Vegas um, when he's back with Pittsburgh as well? Uh, he lost the net both those times. So uh, if that trend continues, can Gustafson dig them out of the hole? They're going with the hot hand. I know people say 50-50. Yeah. They're going with the hot hand. Oh, 100%. But I think in the playoffs, that doesn't necessarily work. No. 82-game season, sure. Um, but, again, people play different in front of certain goaltenders, uh, i.e. Um, Halak, Price, way back when. Yeah. And then you got Jets. You said the Stars, right, too? Yeah, I said the Stars and Six. Stars and Six. Jets, Knights. Golden Knights. I didn't want to feel. I feel like it's in the mouthful, but um, that one I think is going to be the toughest one. Um, I give the edge to the Golden Knights up front, like forward depth. I I would say the defense pairings are pretty close, but then Winnipeg has the goaltending. Like if Connor Hellebuck plays Connor Hellebuck's game, no matter how pissed off Jonathan Quick is. I think he's just a little past his prime to catch that up. Um, I'm probably going to be wrong on this, um, but I'm going to say a goaltender steals the series here. I'm going to go Jets in seven. <laughs> I'm liking that pick. Kraken Avalanche to round out the first round. This is another one that goaltending is going to make the difference. Both these teams have depth up front. Um I'd say I give the edge, obviously, to Colorado if Kale McCarr is healthy for game one through however long this series goes. Um, but again, unproven goaltender in the playoffs and Alex Borgiev. Um, Pavel Frankus can't stay healthy, so that goes down to their backup being, what, Jonas Johansson. And then on the other side, Seattle Kraken, uh, Philip Grubauer, and everybody's favorite comeback story in Martin Jones, who both of those guys have been shaky and abysmal at times throughout the season. Uh, so, I mean, I guess maybe the edge to the defending cup chance with Borgiev being a little better, but um, who knows what that brings. And with injuries not getting Landy back for the playoffs, I thought maybe there'd be a bit of a Kucherov uh, 
sleight of hand there, but in fact, it's, it's not happening. Um, but if they get Makar back, I think Colorado should have this pretty easily. Uh, but to be safe, I'll give myself an extra game and say uh, the Avalanche and six. Avalanche. See, that that is Joel Camps, the Average Jocks podcast co-host. And I'll, I'm going I'm to keep using this. Sports experts pick Joel. And now if I had the tickers uh, at the bottom. Uh, I think I'm going to make some new business cards. Uh, I, I also, it says Average Jocks with Joel. And then I'm going to put sports expert on there now. You should. And I'm going to see if I get producer Mike DeSoy to add to your picks of logos at the bottom see if he has the time to do that if not well i lied to the listeners and said that we would uh you know but what? i do it all the time all the time Stan- disappointed people. stanley cup final stanley cup champion stanley cup final i've toggled back and forth with this one um i know the eastern conference final is in my head it's, it's tampa bay um and it's I said Carolina at the beginning of the year, but I just have this gut feeling that Igor Shesterkin is going to turn it on and the Rangers are going to be there. Uh, and I would love a Patty Kane Panarin Stanley Cup final appearance. Um, so I, I'm going to say the Rangers going to the finals out of the East. The West is a little tougher just because I feel like there's so many like underdogs or yeah, it's open can go wrong in so many seasons or uh, sorry not season series um that i mean if jack campbell decides to play like he did a couple of years ago in, in po um i mean with connor mcdavid what can't you do um so i think the oilers make it to the to the east or sorry the west final um and i think they will meet the Colorado Avalanche, which I believe was the rematch of last year's. Yeah. Um, fuck it. I'm going to be bold. I'll say Edmonton and New York in the final. Um, in winner, I will go with the New York Rangers. Oh, I know we have an Oiler guy on this panel who's going to be very excited that you said that. I, I wonder what his pick's going to be. I think we're going to have a lot of biased decisions in the next round. So it's good that you had your separate segments so you can kind of be the other factor with points, Joel. It's it's really good. Uh, I, Connor McDavid can turn it on, and he can win a series as much as a goaltender can. He can. He, he, he can score five goals a game if he wanted to. And if Stu Skinner wants to be that unsung hero, this year uh that that would be one thing and then the the at home trade's been really good for edmonton um people are gonna hear uh, i i have a dream final scenario a dream final scenario i'm gonna say and i'm gonna say it right here because i'm not this is not what i'm gonna predict next next segment uh leafs oilers i would love that because i have friends that are Oilers fans i would love that just because but let's get real Leafs, why am I saying that name? The Stanley Cup Finals, number one. Uh, number two, we're not that lucky uh, here in Canada to have that big of a treat in the Stanley Cup Finals. But let me tell you, that would be the most watched Stanley Cup Final in history if that happened. I would say it right now. That would be... Well, for sure. I don't think we've had a great matchup or potential for a great matchup like that in the TV era. Exactly. I mean, or sorry, maybe, maybe colored TV era because I know... Back in the day, with original six with Montreal, Toronto, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, that is you were. 
probably right on the viewership for that. And uh, yeah. I would like to see that. Then imagine Stuart Skinner gets hurt first game and it's Jack Campbell against Toronto. Like, it, it, then Samsonov pulls a growing and it's Matt Murray for yeah. Toronto. Like, you just see these storylines that yeah. can happen, right? Matthews and McDavid getting a fight or something. Like, the storylines could be endless. Wouldn't happen. But I think but. that would be dangerous for <laughs> Toronto fans. Imagine, yeah. Connor McDavid's already had a lot of fire lit under his ass, as most professional hockey players do. Able to play a Stanley Cup game in your hometown in front of all your friends and family, not many guys get that. No, he would so be I would so... Be careful what you wish for with that <laughs> dream scenario, because I think that is extra motivation for Connor McDavid. Oh, and Zach Hyman. And Jack Campbell. Uh, yeah, Darnell uh, Nurse. From there as well, former Greyhound. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, <laughs> that would be the best Stanley Cup final, though, in history. I'm telling you right now, that would be the best matchup, and that would cause a lot of friendships to be lost, I think, by me and a few other people. Uh, we wouldn't be able to watch it together. Now, Joel, look, I know we went a little extra time. We aimed for 20. We're at 35 here. That's totally okay. That's 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 the point. I didn't say this at the beginning, but it's going to be in the title. Extended version of the show. We have a lot to get to. We have yourself. We have a top shelf segment. Then we have a strike zone segment. A lot of things are piling into this show uh, because uh, we likely won't have an upload outside of our special edition show until almost next week. So we want to make sure we get the content out for everyone to enjoy. So, Joel, I know we went extra, but that's the great thing about podcasts casting man you know we're not i'm not stuck by live radio time frames maybe that's good for some things but everything we talked about today i'm happy that we connected uh i'm happy that we were able to top of the average jocks i want everyone to make sure they go check them out on facebook instagram tiktok youtube whatever the hell just search it up you'll be there if you need to get in touch with it you can message me as well i'll put you in touch with joel or i'll send you the link to the page whatever you'd like uh it's definitely worth the view uh and uh, we're glad to hear your backstory about how you got into it it's great uh uh, but we mainly the big thing outside of just promoting your show is to get your feedback to be one of those, I guess you can say, deciding factors on this playoff picture. Because in the next segment that's upcoming, it's going to be voices that a lot of people are familiar with with the Game Sports Show. And I think it's going to be a lot of the same biased bullshit that we're going to predict. And I'm going to try my best to not be biased this year and try to be a bit more realistic, but not promising anything uh, with that. But Joel, I want to say thank you for taking the time. It's uh, been a pleasure to have you on and uh, hopefully can have you on for a segment or two in the future, in the very near future. Exact same uh, sentiments for us and uh, vice versa. We'd love to to have you on as a guest uh, (laughs) in, in one of our friends episodes and, Awesome. Where it's fully debates, uh, and we can go back and forth and be as biased as you want. Uh, I love that. Love that, for sure. Now, again, thank you to Joel, and obviously thanks to the Average Jocks podcast crew. Uh, glad the beauty of social media. Uh, we're going to take a quick breather. I call it uh, a brief breather, is what I like to call it, uh, here on this upload. And when we come back, we got more hockey, and it's the Top Shelf segment. Nope, not the Top Shelf podcast that everybody knows and hears through TGM and the Gain Sports Show. We have it as a part of this show, which is why it's an extended special show. Uh, so we're going to hear some biased voices, I'm sure. We're going to hear a lot of debates coming up for more NHL playoffs. That's just around the corner, and I'm ready to get hurt again. That should actually almost be the title of the show, Ready to Get Hurt Again. We're going to take that breather when we come back. More hockey here on the Game Sports Show podcast. Don't go anywhere. And we're back here with the Game Sports Show. It's your host, David McKay Jr., continuing here on the Game Sports Show podcast. Segment three, what a beauty. 
of an episode we have had thus far. We're only two segments in. That means we're at the halfway point. Okay, we've had great introduction with just me talking straight for 20 minutes. Everyone knows I can do that probably longer. And then we also had Joel Camp come on by from the Average Jocks podcast. Uh, fantastic segment there talking NHL playoffs from his point of view. And as I mentioned in his segment, we wanted to bring in somebody that was outside of the top shelf panel because we have all the routine voices and we have some fans and there might be slight bias on this particular segment. Just a bias warning. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, we did expect a bit more of the panel. However, conflict, timing, conflict, it is what it is. It's just yours truly. And I'm joined by Dane Hantro. Daner, you got your Oilers jersey on. All right. Playoff hockey is here. I'm not ready. Um, emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever way you want to put it, but you look like you're ready to go. Yeah, I kind of just snuck up on us, eh? Like, I was just, like, enjoying a nice hot streak by the Oilers, and, and here we are. I'm ready to go. My blood pressure is okay right now, um, but, yeah, once that puck drops, uh, I'll probably need an ambulance on standby, even though it's only game one. You know, honestly, the Edmonton Oilers are playing the Kings, and we have a pretty – open Western Conference. And what Dane and I are going to talk about is Dane's going to spearhead the West. I'm going to spearhead the East. And we're going to go back and forth between the West and the East. Uh, obviously, we had Joel Camp give his predictions and some analysis there. Uh, really great analysis there from Joel Camp. Again, reminder, check out the Average Jocks podcast on Facebook and social media. It's fantastic. Uh, but this is the top shelf segment of the Game Sports Show podcast. Not to confuse anybody, but I will. Uh, we have a podcast on the Game Sports Show called Top Shelf, one of our longest running shows in connection to In the Pocket. In the Pocket's got big seniority. Obviously, it's been around for almost seven years. Uh, but the Top Shelf podcast is our hockey podcast, which features Dane, Alex, Justin, Brendan Brooks, yours truly, uh, Avery Roush, Gatano Gallo. There's a whole group of us that talk hockey on the Top Shelf podcast, and we haven't had a Top Shelf edition, and we haven't been able to arrange it, so we brought Top Shelf to this segment on the Game Sports Show here in segment three, and it's just, as I mentioned, Dane and I doing this, and Dane, I said it already, the NHL playoffs are going, and you know, right now at the time of recording, I'm going to remind everybody that the puck is going to be dropping soon, but at the end of the day, we're not going to be diving into what game one, two, no, we're not doing that, we're going to talk about series, we're going to talk about the first round, uh, then we're just going to go some back and forth there. So I want to go first in the Western Conference, uh, and... I want, and I'm going to let you spearhead with the Western Conference, of course, uh, with this. And we're saving the Oilers and Kings for last and Leafs and Lightning for last. So if anyone's looking for that, you may have to fast forward at the bottom in particular if you don't want to hear anything else uh, with the other teams. But too bad. We're going to start, I think, with more of an easier series to talk about, I think. Seattle, Colorado, and I'm going to give you the floor. Yeah, I mean, Colorado, I would still say even over Edmonton, they're the favorites of the defending Stanley Cup champions. Um, obviously, the recent news of uh, their captain, Gabriel Langescog, not going to be uh, in the lineup for the whole postseason, apparently. That's, a, that, that's massive. a massive loss. And they did not compensate uh, and pull the Vegas at the trade deadline. So that's a big hole to fill. Obviously, they're also down Nazem Kadri for last year's playoff run. But they still have the best defense in the league. Bowen Byram, Gerard, Makar, Taze. The list goes on, right? Um, I think the Kraken will win a game, but it's going to be quick and dirty. I think Colorado win five. The avalanche, what I, what I see is when you've got someone named Nathan McKinnon on the ice, anything can happen. I, I, I flat, I'll say, Connor McDavid's the best hockey player in the world, but McKinnon is 
<laughs> arguably top – people. I'd say he's a top three. People say he's top five. He's definitely top three, in my honest opinion. And when you have someone like Nathan McKinnon on the ice, that's a guy who can be a difference maker. And forget we're not for, we're forgetting Kale McCarr. Uh, we're forgetting Mikko Rantanen. We're, there's guys that they have on that team that've won. They won last year. Yes, they had Landis Cog. Yes, they had Kadri. They've definitely changed in net. They don't have Kemper. They have Gorgiev. But the way Gorgiev's played in comparison to Kemper this year, is it really that bad? He, so Colorado is still a threat to be messing with in the Western Conference. And it may it, the loss of Landis Cog. It's definitely massive. And if you're an Oiler fan or maybe whoever gets out of that first round of Edmonton, LA and you get to the conference final uh, or whoever, if you do get Colorado in the conference final, that might be a little leg up. That might be a little bit of motivation, but there is some, they have good depth there in Colorado. Newhook, they have, they have guys there that can get the job done. Right. And Seattle's good seeing them though in the playoffs, second year as a team. And last year they were, they weren't good last year. Right. And in the draft, when you think of Ronnie franchise, Sioux native, Ronnie Francis drafting that team, I had a lot of head scratchy moments with that, right? So this this team is not going to be good for five years. I truly thought the Kraken were not going to be a strong hockey team. And then you look at the beginning of this year, Vince Dunn, the emergence of Vince Dunn. Jordan Abelé is looking all right. The the team is looking good. The goaltending Martin Jones came literally out of nowhere this year, but he's been inconsistent. Seattle's a good surprise story, but there's a thing is about these good surprise feel good stories. They come to an end, and they they're in a tough matchup here against Colorado. But the, what I like to use as a comparison for this matchup, and people may call me crazy. But it's like when Toronto played Washington back in 2016. Now, Seattle doesn't have a Matthews, a Marner, or so. But they have a Maddie Beneers, okay, who is really freaking good. Uh, but the comparison why I use that is because of how stacked Washington was. And they were favorites, right, to win the Cup. My, my, uh, Toronto at the time were these young kids that were just getting their feet wet in the playoffs. And fun fact, they haven't won a round at all uh, when they got in since 2016. So it doesn't matter, I guess, ultimately – the Colorado Avalanche are have everything to lose in that series, and the Seattle Kraken have everything to gain. And I think that's it's going to be a high scoring series. But it is. It's Kraken not. are going to get exposed defensively, just like Edmonton did last year in the playoffs. But see what happens. You never know. No, never know. And I have to agree with you with the Colorado Avalanche. Is my point. Now, Eastern Conference. I'll dive into this one. I want to. I was going to save that. You know what? I I will. I'll save that for second last. I'm not not going to go there yet. I want to go to. The Hurricanes and Islanders. And to be honest, I wanted the Islanders against Boston as a Toronto fan because I feel like the Islanders are so playoff built. They're tough, right? They're kind of – they're big. They got the color box, got the Matt Martins. They got uh, the Scott Mayfield. I'm a big fan of Scott Mayfield on D. I actually think Mayfield would have been a great addition for either the Oilers or the Leafs. Obviously, Ekholm was a great addition for the Oilers, and the Leafs' Jake McCabe was great there. So either way, it worked out. But Scott Mayfield is a big force, and I think they would have wore down Boston. I don't know if – I'm not saying they would have beat them, but I think they would have been a a good, better series than maybe what Florida might put up with. But – I'm going to hold that thought because I might have surprising points about Florida-Boston. But Carolina, the Islanders, let's be real. Uh, I don't think the Islanders are going to beat Carolina. I think Carolina is a quite uh, a threat despite not having uh, Sveshnikov in the lineup. For As far as I know, I've still been keeping an eye on that. I know he was out for the season. I believe they're still missing him for a number of games from what I've seen at reports. Uh, but they're still deep. And i, I got to say Carolina is going to win this series, but it's going to be in seven. I'm going to say this is going the distance because I, I really think the Islanders are not going to go down without a fight. 
Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I mean, we're not too far removed from uh, a pretty good Islanders team that made two deep runs in the playoffs. Um, obviously, last year with their new rink being built and having the endless you know, road trip from hell start last season. They're back in the playoffs. I mean, I don't know if they're the same team, you know, not under Barry Trotz as, the, as they used to be, but um, I, 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 I do have Carolinas, you know, I, I won't spoil it yet, but uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I think it will be a seven game series. Um, but yeah, I got the Canes in seven. I just, I think the Canes are just been too good. They've had that kind of playoff experience, you know, you, you got to lose before you can win kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, Canes in seven. Um, just the Islanders, I just don't think I have enough offensively to uh, to kind of go toe-to-toe with the Canes. The only thing they have that can go toe-to-toe is with the fists, in my honest opinion. Well, they arguably have the best goaltender in the league. Sorokin. So that's, a, that's a big X factor. Um, if Sorokin can steal a series, which we've seen, you know, it happens – every year in the playoffs and goaltender Ottinger. a lesser team. Oh, I, yeah. A lot, they didn't win, but no, no, arguably <laughs> the greatest goaltending performance I've ever seen in my life. In the Unbelievable. Unbelievable. If he, if he wasn't in that, Dallas would have gone <laughs> absolutely <laughs> throttled that, that last year. Like, I mean, embarrassed in my honest opinion, wild and stars. Damn. We're back in the West. Yeah, um, I think this is going to be another pretty tight series here. Um, again, Stars got Ottinger. Um, he, big X factor for that series. Uh, the thing is, is like obviously Minnie's going to go to Flurry, but short leash, I think. So if you kind of see um, Flurry struggling in the first game or two, I think they go to Gustafson. His, his yeah. numbers have been absolutely unreal this year. Um, I, I, I think, you know, obviously. Minnesota not having Kaprasov. I don't believe he's back yet. As far as I see with the reports, I'll let you continue. And I, uh, I was definitely interested about uh, Kaprizov, uh from what I've seen, but he's, um, it seems like he is back according to six hours ago. Actually, oh, oh, okay. So, so, this so is I'm as of six hours. Like I'm saying, this recording things can change. So listeners, don't quote us on that. But despite. Uh, Back or not, it seems he has returned to the wild lineup. I think I think Dallas has been pretty strong all year. Um, I, I like you know I like what they got up front. I think they're pretty decent defensively, and they got the goalie. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Dallas in six in this series. But it's definitely one of those ones where I could see going both ways for sure. Um, I don't I don't think Dallas is by any means uh, a big favorite in the, in the series. No. And I'll keep this one sweet as well. I hope Colin Miller does well for Dallas. Fan of the show, friend of the show. I was actually just uh, text him uh, about a week or so back uh, and kind of just pumping him up, getting him, uh, getting him pumped up. Of course, uh, I was talking to him actually about my stag and dough, to be honest with you. That's kind of what I, the conversation was. But uh, I'm going for Dallas in the series just as a – fan perspective but even i think they're going to win this series and i think they're actually going to win it in five i'm sorry minnesota fans i think uh, i think you should start with gustafson doesn't seem like it's going that way uh and, but it's he's had such a good year and i think Flurry's going to get exposed a little bit dallas is just just watch out dallas might be that team this year that makes that extra step i'm not saying they're, they're not going to make the cup finals that's not my team they're from the west going to the west i'm just saying but I think Dallas wins this uh, in five games this uh, this year. 
Eastern Conference. Uh, I'll go, I guess, uh, to the Rangers and Devils here. I'm going to save the Panthers and Bruins for second last. Uh, the this series is very interesting because New Jersey came out of fucking nowhere this year in in, a, in some way or form. When you think about it, they have a lot of these young guys, the Hughes, the brothers are there. You got uh, Timo Meyer that they traded for, obviously, midway point or sorry, deadline point of the year-ish. And Nico Heischer, you have this this team. And I'm missing guys. I'm just missing guys top of my head. But they, Jesper Bratt, I love Jesper Bratt as a fan of hockey. The guy's literal wheels out there. He's a hard worker. Uh, Dawson Mercer, like there, there's guys that they have in New Jersey and in and goal like Vancheck, like he Vancheck came out of not out of nowhere. He's been pretty good all the time and and watched him, but not as good as he was when he came over to New Jersey. It's just been a big surprise have the New Jersey Devils been, and people forget who they have still coming up between the younger Hughes and Simon Nemich, right? Like Simon Nemich is going to be a fucking force. Uh, the, the the obvious I think he's going to be a top five defenseman in the next five plus years I guarantee you remember that name Simon Nemich the guy's a stud the world juniors he was a stud I think that was one guy that was able to keep up with Connor Bedard <laughs> at the world juniors to a to an extent but I got to say that the Rangers though are another team that are pretty deep it's just Dirk and net that guy can seal a series if he just wants to wake wake up and be that goalie that he was in his uh, Vesna caliber year and and not that he wasn't bad that he was bad this year but he wasn't the same but he was still good and he's a goalie that can win you a series and on D they're strong Truba is an absolute force back there he's like the best hitter in the NHL now out of the blue uh, you have Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko Panarin you, you they, they got some threats up there and I think the Rangers are going to beat the Devils because of experience Tarasenko Patrick Kane, the, some of the veteran that's that they have on there, but this would be a great learning curve for the Devils. I, I disliked two teams as a kid. It was Detroit and New Jersey, and the reason why is because New Jersey played boring-ass hockey, and they won a good amount of times. Detroit, because, again, they were good, and they won a good amount of times, and it pissed me off as a kid. But the respect, because they had talent, the Scott Stevens, the Martin Broders, the Niedermeyers. They look at, New, at, uh, at uh, Detroit, Eiserman, Shanahan, Fedorov, the, the list goes on. Lindstrom, can't forget to say that guy's name in a Detroit conversation. So ultimately, though, I think this is going to come down to a bit more experience. It's going to be one of the best series in the first round. Mark my words, one of the most entertaining, fast-paced Rangers in seven. Yeah, I got a different take, a little bit more of a hot take on this one. Um, I've actually watched a couple games uh, by New Jersey this year, just randomly. I like the way they play. They get up and down the ice quick. <laughs> and... I, I kind of smell an upset, and I don't know. Do you call it an upset? I mean, New Jersey finished with a better record. They got home ice, and I think that's big, right? You got to think, you know, the Garden, it's a wild place to play in the playoffs. <laughs> and I think you – I'm not big on the home ice thing, but I think in this series in particular that it could play a factor. Um, I think New Jersey really – they have a lot less to lose, than New York. I mean, New York's definitely going for the cup. And not to say that that's not New Jersey's ultimate goal is to win a cup, but they got a young team. Yeah, They yeah. kind of just got back into the swing of things as like, you know, probably a pretty consistent playoff team for the next couple of years. They can play a little bit more open. Um, and I, I, I'm going to say New Jersey in six. I fucking love the Devils. 
I love the Devils. I mean, I don't like them as a hockey team, but I like them like I don't I don't like the franchise but as a I, roster. I like, I like them as a hockey as team a right roster. It, it's the Rock is it's it's going to be buzzing this year. They and they they have a lot of young talent that New Jersey fans should be very excited about. Jumping certainly might just play out of his mind, and it's 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 done quickly. But it's. You're right. It's going to be, I think, a fantastic series. And if you're a hockey fan, one to check out if you're not even a fan of either team. That's what you're watching. If you if they're on, I think if you watch a series between, and no offense to Seattle, Colorado, but if those are the two games on the television, I'm sorry, I'm watching the Rangers uh, Devil series 100%. West, back to the West, we got two series left to talk about, and we know where we're going last with, so we're not going to go there. Jets and Knights. Dane, take it. Yeah, um, so I think if Winnipeg gets yeah. some shit together, I'm reading your mind. I'm on the same world page. Beaters, man. Um, I, the, the, I when we were when we beat San Jose, I was like in the last game of the season, I was like, who do I want to play? I mean, like I think LA is a great team too, but the Jets are a little scary, and I, I don't think it's an ideal uh, matchup for Vegas right now. Um, I think the Jets have caught a little bit of momentum at the end of the year. Um, the, their their arena is insane in the playoffs. We're going to see the whiteout. Um, yeah, I just I, – I, I watched the Jets, and I know this is years ago, but I watched them sweep the Oilers in the playoffs, and there's a lot of the same pieces on that squad. Hellebuck's kind of had a bounce-back year this year, um, and I think that's a big, big thing. I think their goaltending is, is superior um, – to to Vegasus. So yep. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jets in seven. Love it. And I, I'm gonna say a quick goaltending, Jets got the advantage. Defense, it's even in my opinion. I know they got some good names on the other side, but I'm saying it's even if you really break it down. Offensively, they each have some shiny toys, but when it comes to playoff hockey, the Lowry's the, the, the guys who want to get their fucking nose dirty. Uh, I know they got Stone on Vegas. They got some guys to go to, but something about those Winnipeg guys, they they love the chirp. They, they get off on that tough play, and that's what playoff hockey is about. And they can be that team that has nothing. It's, again, that thing where Vegas has a lot to lose because they're a favorite, and Winnipeg's like, we made it in there. We've battled a lot of adversity this year. I think – I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna. My take's gonna be absolute shit, uh, but I'm gonna say Winnipeg in six. Uh, I think I almost went there, Davey. I'm gonna I, go. No, and, I, I almost went there, but I'm gonna give Vegas a little bit more credit. I almost said Winnipeg in five, but I, I came to my senses. I, I that would be awesome, but I will say that if it does go five, that's what I was thinking first, so everybody knows that. Uh, but Winnipeg, I'd love to see it move on. They, you said it right out of the right out of the gate. They're built. They are built. They they they've been here. They've had pieces. Watch out if Winnipeg. If the Jets get get fired up, it's my pun for the day. Uh, let's go to the East. Uh, the the Panthers and Bruins. Listen, I I've had a lot of conversations about this series for a lot of reasons. One being a fan of Toronto, obviously, and just what series is going to be an upset. And I heard for the last week playing in the mayors going upstairs for a beer after the game, the team that I play for and other teams have been talking about this series. And I would say at least 90% of the people that I have talked to have said that this will be the upset series. 
this is the series where people think Florida is going to win. And, I, and I'm sitting here, and I'm not in that 90%. I want people to know that. I, I will flat out say my guess out of the gate. I'm going to say Boston. It's not going to be Boston in four, not Boston in five, but it's not going to be Boston in seven. It's going to be Boston in six. Okay, I think Florida will give it a good series. Uh, but the way the Florida will be successful in the series is taking it to them, but not at their own game. The Marchants, the tough Bruins, they – they they want you to get pissed, retaliate. They want to play from behind too, and they love, like they get off on it too. They 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 have the goaltending could be the question mark for me. Despite how good Allmark was, will playoff experience be a factor? But can Bobrovsky outplay Allmark? You know, they, there's a lot of questions in there. Can Matt Kachuk be better than Marchant offensively? Yes, but being a pest, can he make a guy like Bergeron or Pasternak? retaliate or take that stupid penalty to pivotal point in the game? No. Bergeron and has that room on fucking lockdown. That is a team and a leader that everyone follows, and they play hockey the right way and the Boston Bruin way that they've been playing for years. People saying the Florida's going to win. I don't want to say that you're dumb because you're not. I would love to see it. It's not too far-fetched, for real. It's not like Florida is good. They're good, okay, but they're not Boston. Okay, they they they're not going to beat Boston. They're not a better team than Boston. They'll give them a good run for their money. It'll be a good series. Again, that nothing to lose, everything to gain type scenarios in this as well, where Florida can take a little bit of pressure off and Barkov. Let's not forget about Sasha Barkov. The guy can, the guy, him and Bergeron are so similar, so similar in terms of player on the defensive side of the puck. That's going to be big in this series. Is the shutdown lines and the goaltending. What's going to come down to is the goaltending ultimately. If Bobrovsky can outplay Allmark, maybe there's a chance. But not like I, like I said, not that I'm disagreeing and saying that, oh, that's a dumb take, because I like it. I like the take. I, I like the risk on it. I think Florida has a good team, but I, I'm not picking against Boston this year um, to be an up, a team that's going to get upset. I don't think they're going to be the Tampa Bay Lightning of 2019 when they lost to Columbus when they got swept. I don't think that's going to happen uh, this year. But I like the optimism, and I would love to see Boston lose. I want people to know that. Not going to happen. Yeah, um, I mean, I think any person that's not a Boston fan would love to see this upset. It's not happening. This isn't this isn't the you know the last sixty win team that got swept by the Blue Jackets back in two thousand nineteen. The Boston Bruins, I think they've been bored for the last month playing hockey, <laughs> and they're ready to go. Um, I think Florida might squeak out one win, but I see this being a low scoring series. Well, maybe not for Boston because <laughs> Florida's goaltending is shaky to say the least. They're ten million dollar goaltender. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, for Toronto's sake, hopefully, because <laughs> uh, nobody wants to play Boston in any round of this uh, of this playoff. It's, I mean, if if Allmark can it can carry on what he's been able to to do in the in the regular season, he is far above anybody else in my opinion for the Vezina this year. I believe he won the Triple Crown. Yeah, um, so the Jennings. Yeah, yeah. Win, wins GA and save percentage. So Boston in a seven-game series, I don't know if anybody can beat them this year. But it sure as fuck is not going to be the Florida Panthers and Matthew Kachuk. That's all I have to say about that. I know you're not a Matthew Kachuk fan. <laughs> that, that, a lot of people are not a Matthew Kachuk fan. 
It's all right. It's all right. Connor McDavid scared him out of Calgary, so that was, that, that's good enough. And me. Goudreau scared him out of Calgary, too. And then you scared Calgary out of the playoffs, which is even more funny. Speaking of that, tree, uh, before I even get into that, this is obviously the Game Sports Show podcast segment three. Dave McCaig joined by Dane Hantrow. Uh, we're calling this the Top Shelf segment in connection to our Top Shelf podcast that is presented by the Game Sports Show, powered by the Game Entertainment Media. As you see behind me, the Flawless Roofing Calendar. Under flawless Roofing, Shirt Seal uh, Incorporated, easy for me to say, is the sponsor of this podcast along with the sport displays. Uh, before I get into the last couple rounds that we're definitely going to give a little hot takes to, the uh, Calgary Flames and Pittsburgh Penguins doing a lot of clean out after their seasons of not making the playoffs. Uh, it's been 16 years since we haven't seen Sidney Crosby in the playoffs uh, and just around 10 years since we haven't seen Ovechkin in there. They're both not in. Pittsburgh cleans house. I, I Very quickly, uh, they have some contracts tracks between Latang, Malkin, not as much Crosby, uh, but they have some they have some pieces in there, and I think Pittsburgh uh, is going to have a lot of new tastes going into next year. I'm not, and we'll talk about that at a future edition. Calgary Tree Living gone. Uh, they they're obviously not happy with what transpired this year. Huberdo, Mackenzie Weger, Nazem Kadri, Markstrom was trashed this year. Uh, they. The, the, the Calgary Flames doing a lot of clean out, but we're going to talk about that to more towards uh, the, the offseason, just so everyone knows, giving some points about the National Hockey League uh, right now from the news side. Going back to the playoffs, we're going to, I'm going to give, I'm going to be good, okay, and we're going to stay in the East, okay, because I want to give Dane the Oilers last, okay, because I know Dane, listen, I've, I, have a four, I have four segments to myself here to fucking talk. Uh, let's give Dane the last series to uh, to talk about his Oilers. I'll talk about Toronto. Uh, <laughs> Toronto, Tampa Bay. Uh, the, the rematch of the 2022 first round that saw Toronto lose in yet another deciding game in the first round. It doesn't matter if it's games. The last time we haven't seen less that we saw less than a game six was against Washington 2016. Ever since then, Toronto has played a game seven or a deciding game to lose in the first round. Toronto has not gotten past the first round since it was in in 2016. So do the math. It's a lot of time. Uh, the And a lot of these guys are, have been there from the start. Uh, and if you want to go back to 2013, when Morgan Riley was there in the Boston comeback in Game 7, if you really want to consider that as a not making it past the first round either, feel free. Because you know what? Toronto fans are suckers for pain. They they We 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 don't know why we do this to ourselves. We And I say we in terms of if you're a Toronto fan. I don't like using that term on the podcast because we're talking about all teams. But everyone knows what team I cheer for outside, and it's going to be a challenge this upcoming playoffs to not have um, to check my blood pressure uh, for each for each uh, time uh, that the that the game starts. But we have Toronto, Tampa, Toronto home ice advantage. Toronto home ice advantage again, different team than last year. I would say Toronto obviously different goaltending. One of our piece of goaltending is on. Uh, backing up somebody in Edmonton right now uh, and he's sitting on the pine getting the old slivers up the old rear end as somebody with the greatest must one of the greatest mustaches in the league is leading the way for Edmonton uh, the for the Toronto side you got Samsonoff and Murray uh, obviously if Murray's not healthy you got Wall behind 
Samsonov, but Samsonov was a great story this year in Toronto. Bringing in Ryan O'Reilly, Noel Achari, Sam Lafferty, Jake McCabe, a lot of guys that are tenacious playoff type guys that can help you win. And Ryan O'Reilly, great defensive forward. That's a guy that you want against Stamkos, Kucherov, uh, Bergeron, Marchant. Those are the guys that you want to put against those, those guys. Not saying he can keep up with the Connor McDavid per se, but you know what? In terms of getting out of the East, that's where Ryan O'Reilly is really built. Uh, so Toronto's made a lot of moves where Tampa, I feel, hasn't done they haven't made themselves better than last year. They're, are they worse than last year? I would say they are. I, I, I would say they're worse, but they're not like completely worse. <laughs> they're not complete dog shit. Obviously, they're still a good hockey team. They made the, the Stanley Cup Finals three years in a row. They got dethroned last year by the by the Avs. They, this is a team that knows how to get it done, and Toronto has, to, has this test. Uh, and I think what's going to be a big factor in this in this series is if Samsonov can keep that com- that that consistency this year. That's going to be interesting to see in a very big hockey market test for him for the playoffs. Uh, but ultimately, if the performances of Mitch Marner, William Nylander, uh, Matthews had a, obviously a, not as good as a year as last year, but he was getting good at the end. If those performances carry over to the playoffs, I think Tampa's in trouble. I really do. I but. Do I think Toronto's going to walk all over Tampa? Absolutely not. I, I, this will not go four games Toronto. It won't go five games. But I'm not fucking seeing a seventh game this time. It will be Toronto in six. They'll wrap it up in Tampa this time like they were supposed to last year before Kerfoot decides to throw a little high stick and eight minutes left in the game for a five-on-three for a good old soup can to let in a goal from Kucherov at the top of the circle. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are a team that are, I think, better built for playoff hockey. They are Dubas did a good job building this team, and I said on the previous segment with Joel Camp, anyone who thinks that Dubas has got to get fired, I think they're crazy. I, I, I really don't think you get rid of Dubas right now. I, if they lose in the first round, do you? I, I think it's going to be inevitable that they would if they lose. I feel like it's just something they would have to do, quote-unquote, but I don't think it's necessary. But talk about the series. Toronto is a team that's built uh, better than what they were last year, stronger. They're healthy going into the playoffs. The only questionable call for me is actually two of them. I think Matthew Nye should be playing game one. Doesn't look like he is. Uh, And Timothy Lilligren is out and Justin Hall is in. Listen to me here. I have disliked a lot of Leafs guard defensemen in my day. Okay, and Dane can echo them. Jake Gardner is by far the most disliked defenseman on this podcast by yours truly. Justin Hall, Aki Berg, uh, Martin Marinson, I lied. I think Martin Marinson might actually be worse than Gardner in terms of the hatred on the show. But Justin Hall playing in this series over Timothy Lilligren, I think that's a mistake. I, I truly do. I think Lilligren is a good right shot defenseman. He can go up and down that lineup, and I think he'd be a, a great player to keep in the lineup, especially in a game against Tampa. But Hall, uh, Keith wants to go with Hall because of his penalty kill abilities. Listen, the guy sometimes can't even put the puck out of the zone. Uh, but we're talking Toronto in general. This is a team that I think is fast. Tampa's not uh, as good as they were. They're also a fast team, but I think Toronto is better built this time around. So I am, and this is the first time confidently that I can say that I think Toronto's actually going to win a series. If you look back, I always said Toronto in seven last year, or there was a lot of him and Han, oh, it's going to be tough. I actually have the feeling this year that I feel better going in this year than I did last year, even though I said I'd never watch a playoff game again. Obviously, I lied. Uh, the the Leafs winning this series in six, I, can, I, I confidently say that this year, uh, and I think they're better. I think they're better this year. <laughs> I think this is the oh, year we can break the slay the dragon. You don't even believe. You don't believe confidently. 
confident. <laughs> I'm trying to put positive vibes in the air for that's Toronto right. fans. That, that, that's the only way to be. You can't be pessimistic about the, uh, the Leafs. And that's not biased. I'm being honest. I do truly think Toronto yeah. will beat Tampa this year. I do. I think if I even if it wasn't a Toronto fan, I, I would still say this. I truthfully, honestly, telling you that Toronto, I think, is the better team. Better built all-around team right now, but the only question mark that can make Tampa win is if Vasilevsky becomes that playoff Vasilevsky we've been seeing. That's the only, and I'm not saying Samsonov, whatever, he's good, but I think when Sam, when Vasilevsky is Vasilevsky, nobody contends with him except unless your name is Shosturkin or maybe Sorokin. Okay, like those are goalies that are at that level, uh, but maybe Samsonov proves that he can outduel Vasilevsky. We will see. Toronto is the better team this year. Truly the better team, and I think this is the year they slay that first-round dragon. Dave, I agree with a lot of what you're gonna say, what, what you just said. Six games, go yeah. Leafs, go! I think they're doing it in six too, baby. I think they're doing it in six. I might even put money down on it. That's how fucking confident I am. They're and, winning this year. They're winning this year. And if, and they, if they don't. don't what happens? What yeah, happens right. if they don't? What happens it's if, for busy real? Off season. Busy <laughs> off season. Very bit. Does Dubis get fired? I, I possibly like. I, I just don't think he should. No. I, like, I don't know what else you ask for a GM to make your team better at the playoffs. It's like he, he's not. He, he's not down there playing. He just builds the team. Yeah. And anybody that looks at that team on paper says no matter who they're playing, that team should make it past the first round. Yep. And this is the year, Dave. And then they play Boston. And then you're out. Because if you do beat Boston, plan the parade. <laughs> plan the parade. Going We're down on. Young Dundas uh, from Queen and down to Sault Ste. Marie here. It's going pl- to be a lineup. If that happens, there's a lineup from the Sioux to Toronto for a fucking parade. I'm telling you right now, if Toronto wins the cup, you will. there'll be more sick call-ins that will be in the history of North America and Canada history, and there'll be a lineup down I, um, why am I drawing a blank, I-75 all the way down. To, is it I-75? What am I? No, what am I talking about? Highway 69? Am I missing? What highway are we on? I was Jesus Christ. Yeah, 17. Jesus, that's, uh, yeah. that's Canada. I 75 is the United States. 17 down to Toronto. To, it's it's going to be a highway that goes coast to coast across the country. Wow. See, I did not. I Wow. Stick to my day job. Stick to my day job. Uh, the, that, that highway will be packed down there. Oh, you'll not be able. You'll, have to walk, you'll be quicker to walk to Toronto before driving if Toronto wins the cup. But wishful thinking. Toronto over Tampa in six. Dane, I know we're at 34 minutes. Our plan was 25, but hey, we're, we're extending. I want to give a little bit, obviously, the time to you uh, for the Edmonton Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings. Rematch of last season. Um, LA is a good team. I'll start there. Um, I, I, I think up and down the lineup, I think they solidified their goaltending at the trade deadline with Corpus Allo. Uh I, the the Pacific Division, the top three dogs have, have been some of the hottest teams in the NHL the uh, the second half of the season. That being said, the Edmonton Oilers are seventeen two and one since acquiring Matthias Ekholm. They are nine and zero in their last nine games. For you math people out there, it's it's the longest winning streak streak in franchise history believe it or not because apparently the 80s teams were like nine games is good enough we're taking a night off and we ain't winning the 10th 
Um, Connor McDavid. I don't really need to speak on what Connor McDavid's done this year. 150 points. Leon Dreisaitl, just under 130 points. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, from the clouds. 100-point season. Never mind the clouds. Longest-serving Edmonton Oiler and likely will play the most games for the Edmonton Oilers in franchise history by the time he retires. We got Evander came back. He started the buzz. Our bottom six, finally, finally after years, and years and years of not having secondary scoring, we have secondary scoring. We have like 12 or 13 guys in the lineups that have double digits and goals. We had years where I feel like we had five guys do that. We have the best power play the league has ever witnessed. Killing penalties. We have like 18 shorthanded goals this year. Crazy. Oilers in six. It's not going to go seven this time. Oh, you're and being we are not losing to game LA. one for the fifth series in a row. You're being not generous it. to LA. I thought I was expecting. See, that's not a biased take, folks. Okay? That is not a bi- That is a realistic take. That is a realistic take, Dater. I'm proud of you. Sorry to cut you off, but that is yeah, no, a realistic it's, take. It's, it's the most confidence that I've ever had in my team. And, and, and out of nowhere, the last eight games, only seven goals against. We're a defensive juggernaut now. We're an offensive juggernaut. We got Stewie Skinner in that. I know he's a rookie. Has the best stash in the league. He's from Edmonton. His name's Stu Skinner. Dope hockey name. I love everything about this team. I, I, I'm, I'm ready for another long run this year. I'm just sad that we can't beat Calgary in the second round again because, my God, that was beautiful. And who got the yeah, winner in winner, overtime winner, that winner, year? Winner who, who got was the that? winner in overtime to eliminate Calgary? Why don't you remind the fans? Big, big Jesus, baby. Daddy, okay? Daddy. Daddy, Daddy. Daddy got it, okay? That... So I'm, I'm fired up for tonight's game. I'm not going to take this jersey off until midnight, which is well, past midnight, which is way past my bedtime. I'm going to be a little sleepy at work tomorrow, but I do whatever I have to do for the Edmonton Oilers. And I'm just going to say it. I think we're going to I think we're going to the Cup. If we play Boston, my confidence is not going to be as high, but – we played them tough this year, and I, I think it's Edmonton's year. It's Connor McDavid's year. There's just too many things going right for it to go wrong this year. And I just – I think it's destiny. And I think, you know, they got that playoff experience in last year. They, they know what it takes to win. Obviously, I think if we play Colorado in, in, in the conference finals, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough road. But, uh, yeah, I, I just this, – this is the best Oilers team that we've had since 1990 when we last won a Stanley Cup. And I'll say flat out, keep it simple. I'm glad. I honestly feel I, and I'm not going to be as generous to LA as you were. I'm going to say the Oilers in five. I know people think I'm. That's the one where people really disagreed with me on, and I get it because LA is a good hockey team. They are. Uh, they, 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 but when you have someone named Jonas Caposalo, uh, Jonas Carpus, I can't even talk today. Jonas Carposalo and that who. If you go back, was really good in Columbus in the playoffs. Yes, I haven't forgotten that. Broke, I think he broke the record for the most saves in a game. I think he still holds that. Unless Ottinger broke it last year. Don't, I don't want to pull up the stat. Don't need to. I think Corpus Allo still has it. Um, but it's still not enough to stop McDaddy. Okay? <laughs> I'll tell you right now, There's the, when you got someone named Dreisaitl, McDavid, Nuge, these guys on the – the Kings got to stay out of the box. That's the first thing. Okay? Stay out of the box. You go in the box – 
one nothing doesn't matter two nothing two one it's a goal okay you may as well just tell the ref you know what white flag give him a goal uh because that power play is sexy and when you have Corpusalo, if he can't be the Corpusalo of 2009 or 2020, the bubble, uh, the bubble the year, uh, then you're done. You're done more quickly than you can flip uh, some over easy eggs. Okay, you're you're done. Uh, and Stuart Skinner, did you, did you hear what uh, Drew Doughty said about Connor McDavid? I did not. Please bring that on the take here. They're going to target Connor, Connor McDavid tonight because what he did to to Anderson when he did that little cheeky ch- check from behind the last time they played. Oh, good luck. <laughs> Judy, listen. <laughs> there's a couple. There's a couple guys on Edmonton, not just Evander Kane, DRNA, DRNA, just not oh, Warren Fogle. Ryan Nugent Hawkins, <laughs> he piss pumps people now. <laughs> Justin Hall, I love that. Listen, I secretly cheered. <laughs> I'm a Leaf fan. Okay, sorry, Hall. Hall? I wouldn't say that. That's bad voodoo. Before the, no, uh, I think I need to get Justin Hall and Jake Gardner and Martin Marinson on this podcast together. I, I'd probably lose my. I'd probably never be able to do a podcast ever again because all the words that would come out of my mouth are very inappropriate. Uh, the the Edmonton Oilers in five over LA in five. I'm calling it. McDaddy is going to turn the Jets on. Drysaitel is going to wink and flash his hair, and the ladies are going to faint in the crowd in LA. They haven't seen enough of Drysaitel in LA. Okay, when he takes his helmet off, ladies are just going to fall out of the stands. Okay, the guy is gorgeous. He's gorgeous on the ice too. All right, that that team is. Uh, is a wrecking crew. I'll give you the. I'll give you. I'll let you feel good about that, Dane. They're hot. They're a wagon. LA, you ain't got a chance this series. Okay, I'm giving the the, the Oilers are going to come in hot and they're winning in five. Calling it. Calling it. Book it. Book it. I'm not going to say. Uh, I don't want to say Stanley Cup Finals. Um, I don't want to predict it. I I I do change what I predict earlier this year. I'm going to go on a limb. Fuck it. I, 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 deep down, I feel that I want to pick the two teams, and I think people are probably picking up what I'm putting down by not wanting to say the one team in the East. Uh, but all Canadian final, baby. Saying it. This will be the year. All Canadian final. Jets, easy. Winnipeg Jet fans, sit back down. Take a, take a chill pill. Okay? No. Take, just take, take a breath. Oilers, Leafs, Cup finals. I'll say it. Why not? I'll put that in the universe. Me, Dane and I have been waiting our, our whole lives <laughs> for that. And if we, if it happens, we will live stream the game for the podcast. I already have that in queue with our, with a, with our producer. I have it arranged. If that happens, he said he will take the time, Mike, putting you on the spot, you, uh, you, that he will air and have it going, the live stream. Of the Edmonton Oilers leave Stanley Cup Finals. If that we're going to need like a penalty box in the corner with some plexiglass <laughs> dividing myself, <laughs> and then all the fucking Leafs fans that are going to be there watching it because I have unless unless we get Greco back on the hockey bandwagon or La- Lacey. I'm very Lacey. Lacey, you get Lacey. No, I'll name drop Lacey on this podcast. She'd love it. Yeah, Lacey over. But she can shut up any guy. She can. She's outsmart. She can outsmart anybody in a room. So I feel like that's a good person to have in your corner. 42, 43 minutes in, actually. Uh, long edition here, as the title says. Extended version. I'm ready to feel the pain again. Uh, the, okay, I'll get my uh, pick here quick, Dave. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yes, yes. Just, just like it doesn't even matter. You right? got it. I'll, 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 I'm just going to stick with what I, what I picked at the start of the year. I got a little money on it. Carolina Edmonton. But if it doesn't happen... 
Toronto or Boston. That's 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 my other two. You gotta admit, if Toronto gets past the second round, if they beat Boston, they're not they're not losing. They're not. They're getting there, right? It would be, true. It, it, it would be a very Toronto thing to beat Tampa, then Boston, and then, then lose to to lose to like in the Congress finals to Carolina, yeah, to Carolina or New Jersey, you know, <laughs> or fucking the Islanders. John, imagine the Islanders, Toronto, well, it's conference final, and they eliminated Tavares. Oh, that's a Toronto thing. If the Islanders made it to the conference final and Toronto did, and the Islanders beat Toronto because of Lou Lamorello and fucking. Matt Martin and Pierre Engvall gets the winner in overtime for the Islanders to eliminate Toronto. That is a Toronto thing to happen if that did happen. But out of the universe, let's pretend that will not happen. Leafs, Oilers, you got Kings and Oilers. Rematch of 06, Redemption Road for sure as Dwayne Rolison went down with injury in game two, I believe, in that series. Game one or two, the Edmonton Oilers would have won the cup. If Rollison was in the net that year, just flat out going to say it and make Dane hurt a little bit, I guess. Uh, this has been the Game Sports Show podcast, segment three, top shelf. As you see, the time is getting quite lengthy here. We did anticipate Connor Henderson to come on the podcast here for Strike Zone to have our debut of Strike Zone, but that's going to be on pause. I've been communicating with Connor while on this segment, and Connor has notified me that he will not be available at the time that we're doing recording. So the, the, there will be a segment four, but it will be Final Thoughts Baseball Edition with just yours truly talking about the MLB. And uh, we had a lot of hockey talk here, Dane. I appreciate you taking the time. Go on. Oilers, Gold Leafs, whoever you're cheering for out there, Gold M, unless they're Boston, fuck that. And if they're Tampa, fuck that. Uh, anybody else, cheer for your team for round one. It's going to be one hell of a playoff. Stane, you got any final thoughts you want to say before we? Uh, I take my breather? Let's go Oilers, go, baby. Game one, 10 o'clock. There you go. There you go. This has been, again... This, this has been the the top shelf segment here on the Game Sports Show podcast. Gonna take a breather. We come back. We got the final thoughts. Gonna be hitting dingers in that final thoughts. Don't go anywhere. Okay, I took my breather. We've had Dane get offline. We've had Joel Camp come on by. This is the fourth segment of the Game Sports Show podcast, episode five, and oof, we've had a lot to get into. We have had well over an hour of content, just under two, and I promise you, I know it's been a long show to this point. We're going to make sure that we get to this final thought segment and get through it quickly because we know that your time is valuable, but we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Game Sports Show podcast. Getting to the final thought segment, I do apologize to listeners uh, that we did promise a Strike Zone debut on this Game Sports Show podcast, uh, but the Strike Zone podcast uh, will be waiting to do another segment uh, next week when it comes to myself and Connor Henderson. We're just laying out the new logistics of the podcast, and Connor was unavailable uh, this evening to do the recording, but I'm going to make sure we dive into some baseball. And it also ensures that I have segment four. And it, but it also makes me have a topic for final thoughts because there's just so much hockey to talk about and points to talk about on the show. It'll be great to have the change of pace to talk about baseball. Now, 
I want to before I even get into that final thoughts, just want to mention as anyone can see here, I am wearing a sweater that I've been wearing throughout this podcast. Of course, wearing clothing. You wouldn't want me not to wear any clothing, but obviously states end the stigma, mental health matters. Now, I, I wanted to make sure I brought up the shirt because this is actually the shirt that um, that was purchased uh, by yours truly, uh, my fiance, crew of the game sports show as well, and uh, in connection to of of course the co-founder of the game sports show my close friend um, Scott Nason uh, who passed away at the end of September of 2022 uh, his wife uh, Becky had these shirts made uh, and proceeds went to uh, Scott Nason's uh, foundation there uh, in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan uh, went for a good cause of course and they're very simple shirts very nice very comfy clothes you can wear at home or out and again it says end the stigma mental health matters and uh, Scott who uh, took his own life at the end of September uh, we miss him every day we think about him all the time here on the game sports show I do all close friends uh, and we hope that the game sports show podcast that have had its revamp uh, that you enjoy it uh, but we also do it uh, in spirit and hopefully that Scott would be proud as well and I feel that he would be because of the plans that we had and this is a part of it uh, but if you want to be a part of contributing uh, to getting this shirt and maybe con- uh, contributing to uh, the cause please reach out to me you can comment below uh, or reach out to me on Facebook or the Gain Sports Show Instagram TikTok page wherever you want TGEM Network YouTube page wherever you want to get a hold of me uh, and I could uh, send you the information on where you can perhaps purchase or arrange uh, one of these shirts. Uh, we will have Game Sports Show shirts and TGEM or maybe the name change, I should say, will have merchandise as well with proceeds going towards mental health as well. So a lot of things coming if you want to be a part of making a difference and you want to get a nice shirt like this uh, in support of just mental health and ending stigma, but also just with Scott Nason as well, a well-connected individual that I'm sure a lot of our fans uh, know if you haven't gotten the chance to know him, but you just heard him through you, the your, the airwaves, that it's still a treat because he was a fantastic human being. Um, and this is uh, one fantastic shirt that you can purchase uh, just in memory of Scott Nason, my close friend and co-founder of the Game Sports Show. Now, getting to the final thoughts, I, I want to make sure, I, I, as I mentioned at the beginning, I don't dive into too much time here. I, the, and I know producer Mike Tassoni, uh, myself and Alex Parr are also doing the, some producing end here on this episode. There's a lot of editing to do. So uh, the final thoughts that I'm going to dive into here is baseball, and I want to stick to it in terms of um, – I am going to dive into a lot of Blue Jays discussion because that's what I want to say the time for. But in terms of talking about all the teams, I want to make sure we do it on the first Strike Zone edition, that we do apologize to listeners that we didn't have the season preview show on time, and that's been a little bit delayed. There's been a lot of changes with the game sports show format and schedule. So I made sure to talk about baseball, though, on all the previous editions. So go check that out if you'd like to hear some previous thoughts. But here at this point of recording, obviously Tampa Bay has been on a run. Uh, to the Toronto Blue Jays and the Yankees uh, at the same record at this current point. The Rays are 14-2 and at this time of recording that I'm doing right now obviously given the world of baseball that's going to change likely uh, by the time that you hear it but there's been a lot of different storylines in the world of baseball this year but I feel like a lot of it has been as expected if you look at the uh, from the AL Central to the AL West there's a lot of expected but I think the AL East a little bit of a surprise I don't think anyone saw Tampa Bay doing that uh, right out of the gate but if you look at Tampa Bay's schedule out of the gate playing the athletics and playing the nationals and uh, just playing uh, playing playing the Tigers and uh, before they played the Blue Jays and obviously the Blue Jays had some easy 
easy matchups too that they weren't successful for. Just Tampa uh, played weaker teams and were successful. And uh, in a recent series against Tampa, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays were successful 2-1 uh, that they won that series on. And Toronto's had a very tough schedule to open up the season, in my opinion. Oh, I shouldn't say very tough, uh, but having St. Louis out of the gate, Kansas City, which isn't uh, hard out of the gate, but they did take win that series even though they lost one. Uh, lost one. Uh, the LA, the Angels, they're a little bit of a different team uh, this year. Uh, the the Angels this year are 500 at the time of this recording, but they obviously have some star-studded talent in Otani and Trout. Uh, the the Blue Jays have had a pretty average schedule out of the gate and doesn't get any easier going forward against Houston. You have the Yankees, you got the Chai Sox, uh, you you got the Mariners, then you got the Red Sox again. Truthfully, you know you you, you have uh, a thing out of the gate where the Jays are going to be tested and tested early, and this is going to be a big part of the season where they can make sure they keep up in the standings and if they can maintain being in second place in their division by the time this tougher schedule gets through I think that's a win because I think that's going to be a segue to winning the division for the Toronto Blue Jays this year as I feel they should do but in terms of the surprises that I was talking about that's been the in my opinion uh, the surprise coming out of the AL at the very east if you or at the very least if you want to look at the NL I guess a surprise would be just kind of how the start is out of the gate for the San Diego Padres uh, even the Los Angeles Dodgers as the Diamondbacks are leading the NL West right now but again we still have over 140 games to go so it's way too early to talk about that uh, but teams that are doing as expected if you look the Reds who should suppose that the Nationals uh, the the Royals the Athletics you know there's there's teams that have been but teams that have been cold out of the gate uh, like I mentioned the Dodgers and Padres but even the Phillies uh, uh, there's just a lot of teams that are waiting to get going uh, and certain teams that are waiting to get going I feel like are the Chai Sox I even feel like Houston there's another team that needs to get going and with them starting a series against Toronto this week maybe that's the bad time to get going if you're a Toronto fan the world of baseball is just so interesting and as I said I don't want to dive into the team thoughts too much overall but I want to make sure I dove into the final thoughts in terms of where I have surprised teams out of the gate and teams that have been slow out of the gate. And overall, if I want to say surprise teams out of the gate, Tampa is number one for a surprise pleasure uh, and is complete disappointment. If you want to look at a team that's been a complete disappointment uh, out of the gate, again, it is really early, uh, but a team that has been disappointed out of the gate would be the Philadelphia Phillies. If you want to pick a team, that would be my team uh, to pick in terms of surprise failures out of the gate. The Toronto Blue Jays uh, being at the spot that they're in. There's been a lot of success to see with Chapman, with Bo Bichette, Varsho, the defensive game, Kiermaier. It's been something of a treat to watch. But the thing that struggles with me and makes me really concerned is the pitching aspect of the game. Uh, Manoa has been really struggling with his command. Uh, Kikuchi has been, I think, a pleasant surprise. Uh, you have Bassett, who had a sluggish first start. Uh, it's it's it, Barrios, slower start again. He's been kind of cold going into last year, but he had a more promising start in his recent start. It's just the pitching that is certainly a concern. And anytime I see Trevor Richards get ready to go to the mound, I want to literally throw my TV out the window. Uh, it's a uh, pleasant surprise, I guess, would be Zach Hopp. Or Zach Pop, sorry, Canadian boy. Uh, the and obviously Jordan Romano is is a stud. Uh, the guy goes in the ninth. It's almost a Sherlock. He looks like he's in mid-season form. But the Toronto Blue Jays pitching 
is one of the final thoughts, too, that I want to get to. We've talked about surprise team and uh, out of the gate and surprise disappointing team out of the gate, but I want to talk about Toronto's pitching as the third and final thought of this final thought segment discussing baseball. And I, I really thought this would be an area of a bit more strength uh, this year, uh, but it's been slow out of the gate for them, and it's been a little bit disappointing. And I think the bullpen is still an area where the Blue Jays can look at improving. Swanson, terrific. Uh, Garcia, terrific. Romano, terrific. It's just that middle area where if you got to put Pop or Richards, it'd be nice if they uh, didn't have Richards in there and they had somebody else. Uh, but it comes to you hope that Barrios can find his game, and you hope that Mominoa can find find the strike zone and his command uh, with his strike zone because that has been an area uh, that the Blue Jays uh, should be a little concerned with, but it's still early. You can work out the tweaks, and if they can work that out, this team uh, will be a force to reckon with. I still predict the Toronto Blue Jays to be at the finals. Yes, that's not a biased opinion. Toronto has the team that I think will get all the way this year. They haven't even got out of the first game yet. I get it. But hey, baseball is a funny sport and you just need to get hot. And I feel like this is a team that's going to be hot, going to be streaky, and they're going to be streaky all season in terms of the good streaks. And they're going to stay hot going into the playoffs. And that's what's going to be the momentum to ride them through, which will put them over the hump and be a World Series contender and in the World Series. Blue Jays baseball, fantastic. It's certainly an exciting year and a lot of good things to look forward to with Blue Jays baseball. This has been the Game Sports Show podcast. We discussed basketball in the first segment. A lot of housekeeping items. We talked hockey in segment two and three. I want to say thank you to Joel Camp of the Average Jocks podcast coming on here tonight. I want to say thank you to Dane Hantro as well from the Game Sports Show's Top Shelf podcast. Uh, doing Talking hockey in those two segments. For well over an hour, you're hearing myself, Dane, and Joel talking spitball with hockey. And of course, here in segment four, uh, me taking the reins with talking final thoughts with the world of baseball. Again, I apologize that we couldn't have a strike zone edition, but that will be returning and coming back for those who are strike zone avid followers uh the game sports show podcast is sponsored by the sport displays and flawless roofing sure seal incorporated protect your investments start from the top flawless roofing sure seal incorporated and to the sport displays their jersey mount product fantastic product if you want to hang up the shirt that jersey in any location of your house i want to say thank you to mike Tassoni, the producer of the game sports show podcast and also i want to say thank you to yes myself and alex park because we're going to be involved in the editing portion as well Alex Parr, whom you hear on the Top Shelf podcast and on the special edition podcasts of the Game Sports Show. Upcoming editions of the Game Sports Show, we have a special edition upload that is produced by Alex Flood. This edition that's going to be upcoming be myself and Brendan Brooks with Alex Bolduc, former NHLer. Alex Bolduc, it's going to be a great episode. You do not want to miss that. And if you haven't checked it out yet, make sure you check out episode four on YouTube on the TGM Network YouTube channel where we had Brad Jacobs come on. Me and Brad, good friends. We had some good fun chatting and about how bad my golf game is. Oh, there's going to be some good content with golf this year in terms of videos here on the Game Sports Show. And it's going to be me front and center looking like an absolute embarrassment. You're going to see my golf game and you're going to say at the bottom and agree with Brad as he said in that segment, David, stick to your day job or maybe you should think about taking up curly. Uh, the Game Sports Show is powered by the game entertainment and media the t-gem network check out the t-gem network youtube channel a lot of great content on there from sports mental health and agriculture now we're going to be uh were as in t-gem we'll be adding more uh, content as this spring and summer proceeds so keep an eye on that and as well the name change that will be upcoming soon as well I want to say thank you again for taking the time. Make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe on all platforms for the Game Sports Show and on YouTube. It's a big help. Check us out on TikTok too. 
it's uh we have some fun TikToks that are gonna come out and uh, we're really involved here on the game sports show and if you're interested in being a sponsor on the show please comment below and our representatives will get in touch with you until next time here to remind you to keep your stick on the ice swing your bats catch your touchdowns join your threes and shoot your shots booyah